0: petersburg this is sports setup hello there i'm mark robbins utah jazz has the best record in the nba yeah utah doesn't lose much these days but friday night the la clippers with a healthy Kawhi leonard and paul george snapped the jazz nine game winning streak 116 112 hey Kawhi, how'd you do it getting stops. Um,
1: pulling out that third quarter, uh, coming in the fourth quarter, um, you know, making plays, getting
2: stops. Uh, that's a tough team right there. I think they won the last uh, 19 out of 20 before tonight. And, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell doing a good job with really a good bit. And, um, you know, Jordan Clarkson being great, too. And Mike Conley came back tonight. Played a great game.
0: That's Kawhi Leonard with ESPN Television after the victory. Elsewhere, Milwaukee snapped its five-game losing streak by beating the Thunder 98-85. And how about Joel Embiid and Jamal Murray each scoring 50 as the Sixers beat the Bulls and the Nuggets took out the Cavs. Murray got his 50 for Denver without a free throw, and that's an NBA first. Naomi Osaka wins her fourth majors singles title, taking the Australian Open final 6-4, 6-2 over American Jennifer Brady. The men's final between top seed Novak Djokovic and Daniil Medvedev will be seen or heard Sunday morning, 3.30 Eastern on ESPN, ESPN Plus, and the app. Now, in the NHL, Vegas and Colorado are going to play outdoors later today. At a location in Lake Tahoe, the Bruins and Flyers will play on that outdoor rink on Sunday. Sam Burns has a five-shot lead after two rounds of the Genesis Invitational in L.A. He's 12 under par. Coming up
2: Monday, I'm running a point with the biggest stories in the NBA. Find out why Luka Doncic and Bradley Beal should not be all-star starters, and I'm not crazy. Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin, 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
3: Alongside, they're set for a battle in Baltimore. And on the inside, Swiss Skydiver. On the outside, authentic. Johnny B. going left-handed. Swiss Skydiver. Swiss Skydiver for a long left to go. Swiss Skydiver looking to make Preakness history. Another Philly pounding toward the center.
4: the races powered by the racing biz your independent voice for racing and breeding in the mid-atlantic on the web at theRacingBiz.com. on the radio on espn richmond it's off to the races here's nick hahn what do you say now
5: It's been four or five months since we last aired Off to the Races. We got a lot to catch up on. On today's show, Off to the Races, Daryl Wood will join us, catch up on all the news that is happening in Virginia, and that has happened over the last four or five months since we aired our Preakness show. That was the call of Dave Rodman's Preakness. Uh, Just kind of a thought there about... uh, the preparation for the show this week i'm going back and i'm looking at racing uh that has occurred and our last show was the first saturday in october as the the preakness ran in 2020 and 2021 it will return back to its normal uh third saturday uh, in may but i never went back to listen to dave rodman's call of the preakness and of 2020 and until yesterday when i was uh, just doing some preparations for the show and just to kind of hear that race call we're going to pick it up at the quarter pole here because i think this was just maybe the most outstanding race not only of 2020 but it actually for me quite some time let's hear that call dave rodman's call picking it up at the quarter pole.
3: With a quarter to go at Pimlico, and the Philly shows away. Swiss skydiver, authentic, the Derby winner alongside. They're set for a battle in Baltimore. And on the inside, Swiss skydiver on the outside, authentic. Johnny B going left-handed. Swiss skydiver. Swiss skydiver for a long left to go. Swiss skydiver looking to make preakness history. Another Philly bounding toward the 16th pole. And here's authentic on the outside. Answering the call head and head and nose and nose. Swiss Skydiver, and Robbie Alvarado. They've done it from authentic.
5: I mean, brilliant call. Dave Rodman with an absolute brilliant call of the Preakness. In a brilliant race, you just don't see two horses, uh, the filly and the colt, hooking up six furlongs from the finish line and just throwing it down for half an oval, finishing the race in 130, uh, 153 and one. You know, I mean, just an outstanding performance. A Swiss Skydiver would go on to finish seventh in the Breeders' Cup uh, Distaff in his next race and is working out. She's going to run. Ken McPeak, who was on the show that day, is going to... campaign that horse in 2021 that's that's great for racing fans and of course authentic went on to win the breeders cup classic became a uh, horse of the year and uh, retired and is uh, spending his days at spendthrift farm in Kentucky but um, you know great performance by authentic by the way who uh, I mean if, if if Swiss skydiver was 153 point two eight he was 153 point two nine in that race and uh, uh, just just a sensational race. If you get a chance, maybe go back and look at that race because that was just fabulous. Um, also in the opening, of course, Cab Calloway brought us in for Off to the Races. He was a stable boy. He sold newspapers. He even operated the elevator at Pimlico before he became uh, the great singer that he is. So I uh, wanted to point that out as well. But we begin with where we ended uh with the world at least the the united states focused on racing at laurel today uh, they had to scratch we had to scratch uh, as weather has been a certainly more than a nuisance here in the last two weeks uh, we had to scratch our debut last week on off to the races but we uh we will come back today just loaded uh Brittany russell uh, looks to have a big day at Laurel. She'll have an interview. Uh, she'll be interviewed by Frank Vesby here at about 1030. Of course, we'll have Derby Bill, who is probably uh, pr- working on his... Uh, <laughs> his arab uh speaking <laughs> trying to learn uh, some uh, uh, uh arabic here in the last uh hour before he comes on the air uh, they there is a 20 million dollar race in riyadh uh in saudi arabia a little later today actually has a maryland bread in it nixco uh, will uh, be in that race uh, so uh, certainly he'll have some thoughts about that but we'll we'll focus mainly on that racing at Laurel Park today I uh, wanted to take try and pick up the Derby Trail here because believe it or not we're about a third of the way maybe even a little bit more than that through the Kentucky Derby point standings the Kentucky Derby this year of course the first Saturday in May and we'll have plenty of that with Derby Bill a little bit later on but let's uh, go back to last week uh, we were really prepared for for this right here we were hoping uh, to bring Mike Stidham on and we'll certainly bring him back in later show maybe maybe uh, before the Louisiana Derby here, but um, the replay, the big, the highest points you can earn in the Kentucky Derby, standings to date was last saturday in the risen star stakes at the fairgrounds and uh, that was a rematch between midnight bourbon who had won the Lecompte proxy who had finished second in the lecomte and Mandaloom. all three of them were back in the risen star and let's get the call of the risen star from last week
0: it's Mandaloon. Mandaloon. Proxy and Midnight Bourbon with Floron Giroux. It's Mandaloon. And Mandaloon wins the Risen Star Stakes.
5: Mandaloon with the win there and uh, earned some points on the Kentucky Derby standings there. They actually had the Kentucky Derby uh, future bet last week, uh, one of the uh, features we were prepared for. And um, Proxy wasn't even on that list. He should have been. The only way you could have taken Proxy, who was Mike Stidham's horse, was to um, was to take the field which uh, gave you like three and a half to one or something like that. I think we're the final odds on that. But Mandaloon sits on top of the Derby standings as we speak with 50 points, uh, followed... um, by Essential Quality with 30 points. Midnight Bourbon is there with 26. Proxy is there with 24 points. Keep me in mind, 18. So these are some of the horses that we'll talk about as we work toward uh, Kentucky Derby Saturday on the 1st of May. Want to bring in Daryl Wood on Off to the Races. And Daryl, good morning. Thanks for joining us on Off to the Races. Boy, a lot has happened since the first Saturday in October. Uh, How are things with you this morning and how are things with Virginia Racing.
6: Morning, Nick, and uh, great great to hear that you're in mid-season form, so that's uh, a <laughs> nice way to start up the show. But yeah, like you said, uh, uh, lots of things have uh, come onto the gaming landscape here over the past uh, three or four months, including sports betting, uh, some casino licenses being granted. Um, you know, despite all the competition that's now uh, coming in, we got some great news this week is that the... The betting handle on horse racing for the month of January online through TVG and Express Bet, Twin Spires and Naira Bets is a 55% over last January's handle. So that's a great sign. There was a sense of concern with five sports betting companies not doing business in Virginia and casinos coming on board and everything else. But horse racing is more than held its own in January, and hopefully that train continues through the year.
5: Boy, it's... I know it's 28 degrees here on the Piney Mountain Bureau of Off to the Races and uh, and the racingbiz.com who uh, brings us this show every week. Uh, it's 31 degrees as my daughter Hannah is working her way toward the Bryan Park uh, Farmer's Market there. Hopefully, uh, they'll have some coffee and hot chocolate ready for her when she gets there this morning, uh, but... We have racing dates. Uh, The live meet is going to be maybe a little bit earlier in the year, uh, maybe a little earlier in the day when it comes to first race uh, post times. Tell us a little bit about um, the events and the meet that will probably take place in 80 and 90 degree weather at Colonial Downs this summer.
6: Yeah, well, the good news is Colonial, uh, if you remember last summer, was uh, (laughs) – was a covid related casualty got six days of racing in, and then uh the meat came to a uh early ending but uh this year a uh, seven week season begins july 19th go through september 1st with racing three days a week monday tuesday wednesday at uh, 4 45 so it's after work and a lot of folks still are on vacation and have that flexibility in the summertime so uh, looking forward to that purse levels at least five hundred thousand dollars a day which puts colonial downs of the top tracks in the country so the product at new kent is going to be great uh looking for some some great races as well and we've got harness dates as well this week and the harness meets going to be up at shenandoah downs in uh, woodstock virginia for the sixth consecutive season that's going to be september 16th check that september 17th through october 16th on weekends fridays and saturdays so really good news the dates are set uh we're getting into derby season like you you had mentioned we're into it <laughs> well into it right now so uh you know things are looking up
5: hey one of the big things that happened uh between um, now and the last time we met is I actually had an opportunity to call races at that Shenandoah track. A big day for me. I don't know if it was for anybody else, but it certainly was a big day for me. Very enjoyable. It kind of felt like it does today with the wind blowing and and, uh, at least the sun's out uh, today. But uh, yeah, keep that meet in mind for late in the year. That's that's a fun little meet up there at Shenandoah Downs. Daryl, we look forward to talking to you later uh, Uh, Throughout, You'll be a regular guest on this show, bringing us updates, uh, especially about uh, Virginia racing and the certified um, program that that has been so successful in Virginia. And and we we look forward for the updates throughout the upcoming 24th season of Off to the Races.
6: You got it, Nick. And I just want to throw one final plug in the Virginia Gold Cup, which is one of the member groups of the Virginia Equine Alliance. Uh, Tickets went on sale. This is a great sign. Uh, yep. Tickets went on sale for their Gold Cup event May 29th. So hopefully we're coming out of this COVID-related uh, pandemic we've been in and, and the fact that uh, there's some racing scheduled and, and tickets being offered to fans. It's a it's a really good sign.
5: Yeah, certainly uh, the steeplechase and and the uh, chases in front of us as well. Plenty of going on, uh, plenty going on in Virginia racing uh, throughout the the spring, summer, and and fall. So uh, we're looking forward to bringing you that uh, on this um, show here, Off to the Races. Daryl, appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, Nick. Thanks. Great. Uh, Daryl Wood joining us uh, on Off to the Races this morning. We got David Ross coming just around the corner. Mentioned just some of these... I mean, there is just a lot to catch up on here. On the Virginia Bread front... We have a couple of horses here that have actually started great campaigns in 2021. Uh, One of them is Boulder, and this is kind of a new feature on the virginiabread.org website uh, you may want to take a look at. But uh, Boulder is a horse that raced at Colonial Downs. Uh, one what did the one the punchline stakes, I think, at, at Colonial Downs as a three-year-old, maybe, and uh, now as a five-year-old has won two stakes races, uh, one at Oaklawn Park, uh, which has canceled racing this week, this weekend. They're going to uh, load up for next weekend. They'll have a derby prep race, and I think the Southwest stakes is next weekend, and also won the Samstown at Delta Downs as well. So two stakes wins already for that Virginia bred, who was bred by Carlos Moore and Jillian Moore of Berryville, Virginia, and also Largent. Uh, Largent is a horse that uh, won the Edward P. Evans uh, back at, or was it the, um, oh, won the Burt Allen last year after those stakes races got moved uh, from Colonial Downs due to the early closure of the meet. That horse, Largent, has named after Steve Largent of all people Finished second in the Pegasus World Cup uh, back in January, and also won the Fort Lauderdale at Gulfstream Park in December. So those are two real hot horses. That horse bred by Lazy Lane Farm uh, in Upperville, Virginia. Frank Ship uh, handling the operations there. So uh, congratulations. Two horses will continue to to track on off to the races. Uh, but want to reach out now for David Ross, who is a perennial leading owner and. Uh, he also has had a very good beginning to 2021 and looks to improve on that after Extravagant Kid became a millionaire for David Ross. I guess now probably his most successful successful horse there and um, finished second in the uh, colonial power back on uh, February 13th to become uh, Virginia's next um Mil, or, or, or millionaire, not a Virginia bred, but a, a horse that has ties to uh, to Virginia. And David now uh, joins us on off to the races. David, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing well. Good uh, uh, b- Thanks for coming on, kicking off our 24 season here of Off to the Races. And David, a, a extravagant kid. Uh, this is a horse uh, that we saw race at Colonial Downs, win a stakes race, and just kind of seems to show versatility on different surfaces. Can Doesn't have to bring his racetrack with him. He, he didn't come up with a win at... Um, uh, the fairgrounds, but we do have uh, the race call of his De Haas win at Colonial Downs. So let's just take a quick listen to that uh, and uh, catch up on the back end of this race call.
3: Final sixteenth to go. An extravagant kid hits the front. Dubini dives down toward the inside for a late run. Just a holic still battling on. Extravagant kid to win it. Extravagant kid got it by a length. <sighs>
5: Yeah, extravagant kid winning at Colonial Downs in the DeHaas stakes there, David, uh, now becoming a millionaire. Uh, what's next for, uh, for the kid? Well, um, interesting that you ask.
7: We, just this past week, received uh, an invitation to go to uh, the Dubai World Cup in the El Coast,
5: uh Sprint Stake. How about that? With racing in Saudi Arabia today, they have that $20 uh, million race at Saudi Arabia. But but here is an opportunity to, to go to Dubai, which historically has been horse racing's uh, richest race, at least, and per- perhaps its richest day. What are your thoughts about uh, are you going to go or are you going to personally try and make it? Uh, big news there because uh, Extravagant Kid can – I mean, that's, that's very uh, – very talented horse what do you think early on about the chances but you must be optimistic
7: no i am and uh and and so is our trainer his his trainer uh, brendan walsh has just done a phenomenal job with him and uh has really figured him out and if he is able to be figured out because as you mentioned he's so he's so versatile to be able to run on any surface he loves running at speed um He's run on nine, at nine different venues, uh, in the eastern half of the United States and in Canada at Woodbine. So whether it be all weather, uh, turf or dirt, clearly his best surface is dirt. He, uh, he had a phenomenal trip in the Breeders' Cup, uh, this past November. And with the unfortunate draw that we got, we got the 14 hole draw from, uh, at Keeneland in the five and a half, uh, Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint, his jockey and the horse did phenomenal. They moved, they had to be five to nine wide early on and then stayed five to six wide all the way in, and he closed on a very speed-favoring track to, uh, to get up for fourth and almost uh, got into the money, and clearly, I think, with a better post, he would have uh, potentially uh, gotten right there at the wire so uh so we're excited uh he has made 49 starts uh to get his million dollars and and it is a first for us and we're excited of course about it and unfortunately his last two his last race was scratched off the turf because of uh, a lot of rain they had uh, the prior days but uh but he's doing well he's doing very well and i can't be happier than uh couldn't be happier with him uh with his training and everything he's done and being eight years old and still competing at this level is pretty remarkable uh as well.
5: Now you've had a, a number of other horses honorable duty. Uh, scuba was maybe one of your your first uh you know showcase horses, call it that of uh, you know that have come up. What do you Tell us a little bit, maybe about your approach here. The perennial leading owner uh, at Colonial Downs have won the owners' title there uh, several times. Uh, you know, tell us a little bit, maybe about your approach toward racing. Obviously, you'd love to get into the Triple Crown, and you've taken your shot here with the uh, Breeders' Cup. Um, you know, in the Turf Sprint, as you mentioned. But you know, t- tell us a little bit, maybe about your approach to racing, and maybe something you can hand off to other owners, uh, potential owners, or owners. Or, you know, seeking to get into the game. Sure.
7: Uh, well, clearly, this isn't my profession. Uh, I've been involved now since, uh, well, for uh, for thirty years, uh, thirty plus years, and uh, and and it's something that you sort of have to really pay attention to. Uh, it's not an inexpensive business to be in, uh, and you need great people around you. So. I couldn't be happier with the team, with the trainees, trainers that we have. We, have, we use two tra- trainers primarily, Brendan Walsh and Mike Stidham, and both are phenomenal trainers. Uh, James Breeden is a racing manager that has been with me for about 15 years. James, uh, from England, uh, has spent a good portion of his life in Lexington, works on the front end of the business, helps me with dealing with all of the ins and outs of the business. My expertise and where I really grew uh, to be fond about this has been on the analytic side, understanding speed, understanding the way, you know, sort of, horses earn speed, speed figures, how race is set up relative to speed, how different surfaces may, in fact, affect a horse's performance and if you have the right trainers and you listen and you have the right care and the right people on your team um, you can really do it you can really have a great time and do do quite well it is a very very tough business to say the least
5: how how important is it you mentioned just a to touch on something you said you know if you listen um, how important is it for owners to listen to trainers you see at times, situations, and you know, where trainers, you know, get talked into maybe doing thing or influencing some, doing things that they, they they regret later. How how important is that, especially if you're a new owner in racing? It's a, it's critical. Uh, these folks have these professionals
7: have been around the business all their lives, and and if you're good at what you do in a profession, you didn't become good at that. In, in just a short period of time, it took a lot of diligence, a lot of work and a lot of life experiences. And that's what these folks have to offer. And the minute that you think you're better than the game or you're, you're at an elite level, it's the next day or the next race or the next event that takes you right back to square one. And, and so if you don't listen, um, you're likely to find yourself in a very bad position at some point along the way. I mean, it, it, is, it is extremely unusual for a horse to get 49 starts in a, in a career. Um, Scuba, as you mentioned, won three quarters of a million dollars. Uh, honorable duty got to 960,000. Uh, perfect officer was about 700,000. But we couldn't get to that level and each of these sources ran between twenty and thirty races roughly and and there's always an incident that happens along the way so uh you have to have a lot of luck you have to have great people around you and you have to pay attention and and if you do uh, I think good things come come as a result of it if you're patient
5: you mentioned uh a, a roster of horses uh Honorable Duty, Extravagant Kid, Scuba, Proforma, Rapid Rhythm is a horse uh, that, that also, you know, was uh, showed some talent as a mare. Uh, but th- what's what's up next in 2021? What uh, what are the horses uh, when we bring you back for the debut for the 25th season? What might be a horse that we're talking about then, if it's not Extravagant Kid?
7: Well, we had uh, we had two two year olds make their first uh, starts. Uh, both Virginia certified, and and we've uh, we've uh, we've bought yearlings. We have bred uh, a few horses along the way, and then we basically put them into a program, and 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 many of them go through uh, Virginia certification to to basically uh, uh, earn the Virginia bonus dollars uh, in the area here. And we had two horses win in their first starts. Uh, one was a horse by the name of Guillaume, and uh, he actually won a Virginia certified stake in his very first start. And the other one was a horse by the name of Palio, and Palio won uh, his his first race. So uh, we're hopeful that they are going to come back strong. We have uh, another good crop of of uh, seven, uh, roughly uh, uh, two year olds that are. Uh, In their training, a couple are being trained in Middleburg uh, In between the snow and the cold And and a few are being trained down in Ocala uh, Being broken and being ready to send to their trainers So it's hard to say, but we're looking forward to it We also have another horse like we uh, uh, Who really perform remarkably well uh, By the name of Lontano And Brendan uh, has that horse, and he won in his first start for us in a very nice way uh, as a sprinter on the turf, and Arad Ortiz gave him his uh, first trip for us.
5: So a couple of horses to look at uh, as we move through 2021 and, and maybe even into 2022. David, I appreciate you coming on off to the races with us this morning. Good luck. Glad to hear the news about Extravagant Kid and good luck in Dubai with, uh, with the kid there. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much great david ross perennial leading owner at uh, colonial downs and a uh, real supporter uh, of the meet there and uh, we appreciate him being on off to the races it is a big day at maryland in maryland at laurel park six stakes races today is part of uh, the makeup card that uh, actually i think kind of works out better for them if you look at the racing schedule they basically have uh, you know the only stakes card on the slate across the continental us so uh, 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 really looking forward to that and frank fespe has an interview with Brittany russell on the other side of our first break on off to the races we'll get to frank and Brittany uh when we come back on off to the races
2: local
4: our approach to manufacturing and retail means that every mattress sold in your community is also hand-built in your community now more than ever small businesses need your
3: support restaurants retailers service providers and manufacturers are at the heart of every community and we would like to encourage you to choose local whenever you can
4: visit an original mattress factory location near you today
7: Would you like a cleaning product that can be used in the garage, the laundry, and the kitchen, and safe space in your cabinet? Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green. Concentrated, all-purpose Simple Green is the answer for versatile cleaning throughout your home and garage. I'm so certain you'll love Simple Green. If you're not 100% satisfied, I'll give you your money back. To learn more, visit us at simplegreen.com.
0: Legacy of Rock. Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts.
3: He worked as a bus conductor and as a teacher while playing the bass in local clubs at night. In 1977, Gordon Sumner joined Stuart Copeland and Andy Summers to form the police. You know him better as Sting.
0: Legacy of Rock, presented by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices, every day. You wanted
3: to do something good for yourself. So you did it. You made the resolution to quit smoking. Quitting can be hard, but you can do it. You may just need a little help, and help is available. Call the quit line at 1-800-QUIT-NOW or go to quitnow.net slash Virginia. Quitting smoking can be hard, but you can do it. And we can help. Call the quit line. Now's the time. You can do it. You got this.
2: Virginia. William Hill, America's number one sportsbook, is now here. We're all spending a lot more time at
8: home these days. An adjustable bed can elevate your sleep experience and make everyday activities like reading, watching TV and working more comfortable. At the Original Mattress Factory, we know not all adjustable beds are created equal. You need one that has the features you need, along with the power and durability to provide comfort for years to come. We offer high quality adjustable bases at an affordable factory direct price. Visit an Original Mattress Factory location to elevate your sleep experience today.
6: You ever lie awake
7: at night, can't sleep, not wanting to see what time it is because that's just going to keep you up. Yay. Tonight, try Zequil Pure Z's all night. Unlike other sleep aids, our extended-release melatonin helps you fall asleep naturally and then slowly releases so you stay asleep longer through the night. It's non-habit forming with no next-day grogginess. Zequil Pure Z's all night so you can fall asleep and stay asleep. Available at retailers near you.
2: It's not quite time for the madness that is college basketball in March, but that doesn't mean the fun has to wait. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all new players the chance to bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. And if your team makes it rain, you cash $100. That's right. All it takes is for one three-pointer being hit by your chosen team to turn $1 into 100 Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code WXGI to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team that hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. That's code WXGI for new customers. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Virginia only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. Winnings pay out in four $25 free bets. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, Call the Virginia Problem Gambling Helpline at 888-532-3500. Socially distanced
3: and following safety protocols. The Madness of March returns next month exclusively to 99.5 and 1027 ESPN.
5: bringing us back to the show off to the races our debut start in 2021 where uh, we're going to feature laurel park today Uh, Brittany russell uh, a trainer at laurel park um, has a big day in front of her she has little huntress in the $100,000 wide country stakes. She has the favorite, Hello Beautiful, in the Barbara Fritchie of a grade three, a $250,000 race. And she also has May the Horse Be With You, a two to one favorite in the a uh, miracle would the third race on the card, where may the horse be with you is going to hook up with. Kenny had a notion of Virginia bred bred by uh, Robin Richards um, up in northern uh, in the northern part of Virginia here uh, having a great season. These two hooked up in the spectacular bid stakes back on January sixteenth. Let's just get a little piece of their stretch run in the spectacular bid. Final
3: 16, but a...
5: That was the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, but uh, we'll run that a little later in the show. But yeah, Kenny had a notion, and may the horse be with you, uh, went stride for stride, traded leads in a spectacular bid, and... Those two horses are set again. They were scheduled last week to run in the Miracle Wood, and they're coming back, and Frank Vespi, uh now joins us on Off to the Races, and Frank, it looks like a big day uh, coming up with Brittany Russell. She has a lot on her plate today in those three stakes
4: races. Frank? Uh, thank you, Nick. Yeah, she certainly has the opportunity to have a big day. And Brittany, thanks for joining us here on Off to the Races. Since Nick just mentioned, uh, well, you mentioned the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, but intended to mention the spectacular bid and may the horse be with you. And I wanted to ask you, I wanted to start with that since that's the sort of first race uh, that you're in today today. This is a horse that led late in the in the spectacular bid, got pipped at the wire by uh, Kenny. Had a notion. Now you have an, another furlong, an added furlong in the one mile Miracle Wood this afternoon. You feel like that's going to help your help your horse or hurt your horse? The added ground.
8: Uh, you know, I feel like we, we do like the idea of additional ground for him. Um, you know, I, I will say this: this this last week training's been tough. You know, we've been locked up a bit you know with weather and whatnot so you know it's it's a tough call to see if you get the official gauge today on how much he wants a mile because some of these horses might be a bit more fresh than you know we may be intended on them going into these races but um you know looking at the way the horse trains on a day-to-day when we're doing things the normal way uh i, I believe he will appreciate a mile
4: uh, you, may, you raise a good point there, and, and which is training's been tough. We've had we lost uh, race day, live race days last weekend. We, we lost yesterday. We've had all kinds of weather over over the last couple of weeks. And I understand that you uh, you took your charges and made a little field trip up to Pimlico to try and keep them, keep them moving forward.
8: Yeah, we did. Uh, we, we weren't really sure what was going to happen with the racetrack being open throughout the week and uh, the weather. So I felt like Pimlico was open on Monday. We had missed a few days over the weekend. You know, we were meant to run last Saturday. So we thought, you know, if, if it means just getting on, on the truck and getting a good gallop until on Monday, it, at least we felt like we had, you know, accomplished that.
4: And, and how, did, how did they like their trip to Pimlico?
8: No, oh, they were great. Yeah, they, they they there are three professional horses. They didn't turn a hair. Uh, you know, they they trained over the track great. Um, you know, I think they were just happy to get out of the barn if, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, they they enjoyed their day and you know, they came back to Laurel and went right to their feed tubs. So, you know, it wasn't as though we changed their schedules one bit.
4: So apparently, horses like people get tired of being cooped up all the time. Let, let's uh, let's turn to Hello Beautiful. She's the morning line favorite in the Grade Three Barbara Fritchie. She's probably the best horse in your barn to date. Um, as a two-year-old, she really she really thrashed sort of lesser horses. You know, she really dominated the Maryland Bread company and and kind of did the same thing in an allowance early in her three-year-old season. But then when she faced better company it seemed like she couldn't quite carry that form that really good form into these tougher races now in her last couple she really has she's faced some pretty good horses and she has won like a good thing and i'm curious as to sort of what accounts for that change in her ability to to bring her a game into better company
8: you know after we tried those you know we shipped her out of town failed <laughs> and uh we, we just regrouped to be honest we, we got her back we got her home um you know we took our time and she she just matured she, she's trained well since and she hasn't left left her stall well she, you know she's she stayed home so um she hasn't had to ship and you know if she's a horse for the course well be it but um you know we hope today that that
0: holds true
4: well, she's seven for seven at the course, so that, that's certainly a, a good recommendation. I mean, what, what do you think, uh, what is it about being a Laurel that just fits her so well?
8: Well, they train over the track. It's, um, you know, they maybe they just get an affinity for it. They They go out on it every day. She works on it. I mean, she's been there since, you know, from day one, so... It, you know it's it's hard to put your finger on it but you know you, you you see certain horses and and it's true you know some horses just appreciate a certain race race track and um i believe it's the same for her
4: she certainly appreciates this one if she runs well today which i certainly it seems like you have every reason to expect i mean will you think about taking her show on the road again
8: I can't say we won't. Um, you know, again, we see what happens today. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But, uh, you know, after after we see the result of today, we'll, again, regroup, talk to the connections. I mean, you you always hope that, you know, they're going to continue to step forward and get better. So you don't really know until you try again. I guess that's where we have to leave it
4: talking with trainer Brittany russell who has three live contenders and stakes at laurel park uh in today want to talk for a minute about little huntress you've got her in the the wide country she's one that you had to kind of call an audible on you were going to send her to aqueduct for a stake that got postponed then you decided to wait for the laurel race and and uh the one question i've got about her she's gotten lasix for the first time today first time on race day what's your approach to LASIKs? i mean do, do you give it to everyone or are, are you looking to see certain things that make you think this horse needs it versus an, another one who doesn't
8: well you know we you in the morning you you learn a lot about a horse and uh we don't do it unless we think it's going to benefit them you know you, you don't just throw things at them and, and hoping you know that it's going to work unless you think it, it is going to help and uh I I I don't expect it to hurt, or put it that way. Um, so you know, the thing with lasix too is, if if you can protect your horse, you, I think everyone has the same idea that that you'd like to, um, you know. And it, a lot of people probably in the morning they breeze their horses on lasix, even if they're not allowed to uh, run on them, because you know, if if you can prevent a horse from bleeding, it's it's only going to help the horse, you know, keep keep going along and training along and getting to a race.
4: Mm-hmm. Do um. Do you feel like I know some trainers feel this way? Do you feel like once a horse bleeds, it's it's sort of if they bleed in a more serious way, it's harder to it's kind of hard to get them all the way back.
8: Yeah, I do believe that. You know, I, I think it's hard. It's harder on certain horses than others naturally, but uh, you know, I, I trust me. I've seen a few that you know they they bleed and you probably aren't going to see the same horse again if you're lucky to get them over it and especially in the day and age that we're living in you know taking LASIKs away it's going to be tough for those certain horses Mm
4: -hmm. turning our attention your your rider the guy who's going to be riding all three of your stakes horses and really your go-to rider is also your husband sheldon um I guess my first question is obviously he's one of the best riders in the room so that that certainly helps to to have him on, on your horses but is it an advantage? Do you feel like um, having your husband be your go-to rider? I mean does that give you certain uh, insights or ability to, to develop uh, game plans that maybe is gives you an advantage?
8: I'd like to think so but I think most of it is the fact that Sheldon is just great he's a he's a great rider he has a ton of experience um he's ridden a lot of races so the fact that he can sit on most of mine in the morning and when it comes to race day there isn't a whole lot of strategy because he knows the horses so well it's one of these things where you know we have an idea of how things are going to go and if he has to go to plan b i, I know that he's going to do his best you know the best possible thing to to have a successful uh, outcome
4: Now, he's obviously, it's a dangerous job, the job he does. Uh, Is that, when you're watching a race with one of your horses, is that anything that's in your mind, or is that a thing you're able to sort of compartmentalize?
8: Uh, Yeah, you try and compartmentalize something like that. Um, To be fair, I I probably think about it more when he's riding for other people, Um, more so because he, he knows mine and all their quirks and things like that, and not saying that something bad couldn't happen on one of mine. Um, you know, but we, we try and, you know, keep that, not think about that.
4: (laughs) And who can blame you really? Well, Brittany, thanks so much for making some time for us this morning here on off to the races. And, and, uh, we wish you good luck this afternoon. Maybe, uh, could be your first graded win in the Fritchie today. How would that feel?
8: Oh, it'd be huge, especially with this Philly. She means so much to us. So we're crossing our fingers and our toes.
4: All right. Well, good luck today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Nick, we're going to kick it back to you. That was Brittany Russell, trainer who has three horses in stakes today at Laurel Park
5: boy she has a big day in front of her uh where do you think the upside is with Brittany russell she's certainly an up-and-coming trainer where where does she sit she's uh she hadn't reached her apex it doesn't sound it sound like I, i'd say you
4: you know if you're looking for trainers to keep an eye on in, in maryland in the mid-atlantic she absolutely has to be on that list nick and it's not just you know i mean she uh, she she you know she's doing a really good job her horses always look good they're always well prepared they run to the way they look i mean all of those things are important um but it's important and realize too like hello beautiful who's the best horse in her barn is a horse she picked up for five or six thousand dollars at the sale hello hot rod who's another stake winner that she had that they just sold she picked up for 10 or eleven thousand at the sale but now she's starting to get some of these owners. I mean, if you look at some of the people who own horses with her now, it's Maticette, it's it's Elkstone, it's Michael Dub. And you know, when you start getting those deep deep pocketed owners they're going to start giving her some horses, I think, that you know, may be a little bit um, different from the kinds of horses she's had access to uh, in the early part of her career. And, and that's really what makes a trainer. If you can get access to good horses, you can win a lot of races. So I'd say she's definitely one you're going to want to keep an eye on.
5: It's going to be fun to watch moving forward. Thanks, Frank, for that great interview with Brittany Russell. A big day uh, for the Russell family up at Laurel. Uh, it's also a uh, going to be a big it's big race out in Riyadh, uh, Saudi Arabia, and we have Derby Bill uh, coming on to the show here to talk a little bit about where we sit in the Derby pitcher the racing today see uh, what he thinks about Brittany Russell's chances on um, on that card today and one of the maybe uh, def- we played this actually a little bit earlier, but this will kind of help tee up what has happened between the last time we talked on the first Saturday in October and now. This is the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, a uh, major prep race of back in the fall towards the Kentucky Derby. Let's hear this call. Yeah, but central quality there, sitting second uh, in the point standings uh, this morning, and and want to bring in Derby Bill here on off to the races and Derby Bill, uh, congratulations, the 24th season we've been doing this, and uh, everyone's always excited for the anchor leg uh, of this show, at, which involves your handicapping uh, before we get into the the big race in saudi arabia and laurels card i just wanted to maybe pick up maybe some of your thoughts on the triple crown in front of us and and you know what what's your take on what we're going to see perhaps in the next 60 days or so yeah and uh happy 22nd we can drink now yeah. yeah, the show's old enough to drink. Uh, we can buy alcohol. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the show started on Churchill, the famed Churchill
1: in Richmond, 22 years ago when we were facing the Y2K uh, 1999 virus. And now we're facing a different type of virus. A little bit, Both of them pretty serious. But uh, horse racing has battled through and uh, glad to see the, you know, continue to run through it all. And uh, the it's- Southwest next week at Oakland has been a victim of weather and virus and everything. And and the Fountain of Youth, my favorite down in Florida, because the uh, Florida Derby and Gulfstream usually produce quite a few Kentucky Derby winners. Will be next Saturday, so we'll focus in on the Derby, maybe the top uh, top uh, Dunkin' Donuts Twelve for you next week.
5: Yeah, uh, it's funny you say that. i have been involved in racing for some twenty odd years, and I used to run into people saying you should have seen back then when I first got involved, saying you should have seen the sport twenty years ago. And and that's what I told people getting involved in it. It now it certainly has changed. But uh, you know, let's let's maybe take a look at this massive race, this twenty million dollar race, uh, heading out in uh, in Riyadh uh, where. You have Nick Sco, a Maryland bred, who is part of this. Max Player, uh, is another American horse. Sleepy Eyes Todd has won the Charlestown Classic and is is now uh, uh, you know trying to win twenty million dollars. That's a horse sired by Patio Prado. Of you know, what are your thoughts on on this uh, this big race that's actually coming up here in about oh when's post time for this race? It's coming up here quick, isn't it? no it's
1: at 1240 it's on the uh, national tv fs one if you can say that on am radio and fm radio i just said it fs1 <laughs> 1240 national tv uh and the arabs are really putting a pinch on the americans with this 20 million dollars a race and then they go about four weeks from now the dubai world cup so they're pretty much sandwiching in our races here in america so we're gonna have to come up with some uh purse money and uh or, you know, put a tax on gas on them or something. $20 million for a race is unbelievable. How can you not go there?
5: Nick's Go, named after you, wasn't it, Nick? Yeah, that's because everyone was trying to... I'm I'm not that fast, so they're always telling me to go, you know. (laughs) That's what I meant. Sort of. But people don't know that because we've been off the air
1: for a while. Uh, Brad Cox ripping up the whole country as a trainer. and Joe... uh, Joe Rosario getting lucky and uh, had some problems with a couple of jockeys getting over there because of uh, airline and COVID and everything. It affects every sport going on right now. But he wins, uh four in a row in the Breeders' Cup. The Pegasus was the most impressive for Nick's go. The big win in the Breeders' Cup mile. Just dominant horse there. A huge field here. I'm going uh, to try to beat him with a horse called Mishra. If I pronounce that wrong, I'm sorry. The trainer's Josh Groban, or Josh Gostin. Uh, I like Josh Groban better. Uh, winner of four of his last six, and six to one odds. Just uh, eh, ran a an ascot, and just runs a little better. And Nixco had quite a flight on Emirates Airline. And if you can get me on Emirates Airline with Mr. Ross for a strabbing kid, I can fit in the horse
5: section of a plane yeah I I'd, I'd, I'd give you even money on on being able to do that that's an, an exciting opportunity for uh, for David Ross there so uh, but yeah the opportunity here for Nicks go to maybe see uh, his fifth win in a row it's going to be uh, quite a challenge with everything that's involved with shipping a horse halfway around the world and and, and racing there but uh, uh an opportunity for a shot at, at 20 million so uh, uh <laughs> like your pick there with Mishrapp, just try and draw a line through that race at Ascot. Uh, and, you know, perhaps, you know, the turf being an issue there on that day. But uh, so you like uh, Mishrapp here, the 11 horse in that race.
1: No, nah, it's a sort of hot horse. and uh, I'm just worried about Mexico's travel uh, issues there because I know I would, uh, you know, 18 hour flight, I would be, uh, you know, pretty much hungover.
5: So, uh... <laughs> All right. Well, let's go then. A little shorter, a little closer to home, where where travel is less of less of an issue, and it's just facing a maybe a, a ten or fifteen mile per hour breeze uh, in thirty degree weather. And that's up at Laurel Park today. Uh, we'll start perhaps with the Miracle Wood, uh, where Kenny had a notion. These, you know, the top two choices in this race. May the horse be with you, with Brittany Russell, as uh, Frank interviewed earlier. Sheldon Russell. Uh, the writer here, and Kenny had a notion for uh, Dale Capuano here with uh, uh, George uh, Ruiz uh, aboard, uh, rematch of the spectacular bid. You do have Chad Brown bringing subsidized in from New York, and that's always been uh, you know a big factor in Laurel Racing when you see these shippers come in from New York. But... Subsidize has to go a mile this time where his previous success, uh, has been at six furlong. So what are your thoughts on the Miraclewood?
1: Yeah, Chad as a, uh, doesn't need to subsidize any horse. Uh, the der- domination up in New York and, uh, shipping a horse is always dangerous here. I like may the horse be with you with your guest, Brittany Russell, just, uh, the Russells are just ripping Laurel, uh, like I did when, uh, they had crab cake day for $25 all you can eat. It's that kind of meat for the Russells up there and uh, you don't want to disappoint your wife so you you know, you know put a little extra into the uh, race there for Sheldon um, and she can go to the whip if you don't win so you got to watch that type activity. The Virginia Brad Kenny had a notion as a real good shot here. Three time stakes winner at Laurel. A horse for the course of Virginia Brad horse for the course. Wish he was a horse for the course in New Kent, but uh, you take what you can get nowadays in racing. So, uh, really like uh, Kenny had a notion in this race
5: dedicated to uh, Kenny Powers. started
1: with us 22 years ago.
5: K nine Kenny certainly there. That race uh, goes off at one thirty. That third race, uh, part of a six race race stakes card there, Uh, and we'll try and get your multiple um, wager, your multi multi race wagers here in the waning minutes of the show. But um, maybe just take a look at the John Campbell uh, and maybe even the Nellie Morse together, where we have Bankett. Uh, is they saw this is the of course the New York shipper angle um, with Bankett coming in from Aqueduct uh, looking for a win for Steve Asmussen with uh, Russ Sheldon Russell aboard there. Uh, what, what are your thoughts with uh, with the Campbell or and even the uh, the Nellie Morse, which is a little more wide open?
1: Yeah, I know time constraints with Notre Dame football, you have to move forward fast. So John Campbell, <laughs> John Campbell, uh, Bankit. Uh, I uh, really like really like uh, Sheldon's combination there on top of uh, the two and the one, which is Dixie Drawl, which I speak fluent now. Dixie Drawl. Uh, so I'll go with the eight, six, exacta in the uh, John Campbell, and the Nellie Morse for four-year-olds stretching it out to a mile and uh, six feet uh, dedicated to the Richmond area with uh, Lucky Stripe. Lucky Stride I name it after a Lucky Stripe, the cigarette. Uh, the favorite here had begun uh, with uh, Wayward Last Stakes in Tampa last out. So we we'll can ship in and get through the ice and uh, de ice Laurel's track today.
5: Okay, Moving to the, the grade three features here, the Barbara Fritchie and the General George Stakes, uh, the seventh and eighth race on the card, respectively. Uh, the seventh race has, uh, again, Brittany Russell's Hello Beautiful at eight to five, looking for a fourth stakes win, and this time at a grade three level. Uh, is she going to, the four-year-old, is she going to make it happen today? <laughs>
1: If she does, it'll be four to five or less. I mean, she'll be heavily bet as a local uh, dominant favorite uh, in this race. So I'm going with a horse called Club Car. A closed, to almost catch-holy, uh, hello, beautiful, last time out. And I think she might be able to get it done if the track's not frozen by this afternoon. Club Car, also six to one. You like the price on the six to one in the famed Barbara Fritzy race, which I attended at
5: Bowie Racetrack many moons ago. Yeah, Long live Bowie, huh? The club car is an interesting pick here because uh, the Fritchie is at seven furlongs, so uh, Ben Colebrook's horse uh, with Victor Carrasco uh, has an extra furlong to run into. That might make a, a little bit of a difference with Hello Beautiful. The General George has the eight-year-old lackey but also the five-year-old nine-to-five favorite funny guy uh, in this ten-horse field. Uh, thoughts on the General George?
1: uh very good race great betting race for folks out there the race they share the ride uh lackey with uh special k caramanis uh additional picks there with lackey coming in the veteran this race is uh just about every month this guy runs
2: them into
1: the ground lackey and funny guy the one you just said uh has been great against new york reds uh so Anytime anything with funny, funny side, funny, funny, anything New York, you got to respect. And nine to five should be the favorite. So if you're using funny guys, I'm going to use them to the ninth race, the closing with a Virginia bread I wanted to mention called Flat Cat. Really like that horse, the four to one in the, clo- in the nightcap. So if you're tying in a pick three or something with the pretty General George and the nightcap. And then we'll move on to the Fountain of Youth next week. See if you can find it, Nick.
5: Okay, we'll look for it. That'll be down at Gulfstream Park. So I want to thank everybody on the show. You just heard Derby Bill. Brittany Russell was interviewed by Frank Vespey, the proprietor of the racing biz. David Ross, Daryl Wood. We'll have plenty more for you next week on Off to the Races. And uh, appreciate Mitchell um, doing a great job there along with with John there uh, putting the show together. And we'll see you next week on Off to the Races.
0: This is